Greetings in Christ Jesus, and welcome once again to the Twin Steeples Podcast. Twin Steeples is a production of Emmanuel Evangelical Lutheran Church here in Mankato, Minnesota, whose main goals are to share God's saving word and to communicate the ongoing activity of Christ's kingdom here at Emmanuel. Thank you for joining us today. Today is Wednesday, October 5th, 2022. I'm your host, Pastor Joe Nauman. This morning, I'd like to begin with a brief devotional thought based on Mark chapter 12, verses 18 through 26. In these verses, Jesus is challenged by the Sadducees. Now, the thing you need to know about the Sadducees is that they were uh, uh, deniers of the existence of angels, and they also denied the resurrection, the fact that they're, uh, that, that human beings will be raised from the dead. They just thought that after you died, that was all that there was. This thought of the Sadducees continues to be popular among Orthodox Jews today. Most of them do not believe in the idea of an afterlife, of a resurrection after this life. We simply live here on earth and then we die. So the Sadducees came to challenge Jesus and they brought to him what they thought to be probably kind of a ridiculous situation and also one that disproved the resurrection. Um, But Jesus answers in a simply brilliant way and causes them to be quiet, and then he even gives that goes one step further and proves the resurrection through the Old Testament scriptures, um, and shows them that yes, indeed, there is a resurrection, and that uh, that they're mis- misguided in their beliefs. So I'll read Mark chapter twelve, and then we'll comment a little bit. We read, then some Sadducees who say there is no resurrection came to him, and they asked him, saying. Teacher, Moses wrote to us that if a man's brother dies and leaves his wife behind and leaves no children, his brother should take his wife and raise up offspring for his brother. Now, there were seven brothers. The first took a wife, and dying, he left no offspring. And the second took her, and he died, nor did he leave any offspring. And the third likewise. So the seven had her and left no offspring. Last of all, the woman died also. Therefore, in the resurrection, when they rise, whose wife will she be? So you can see that the that the uh, Sadducees thought they had Jesus tricked. That they thought it was ridiculous that Moses would make this law about taking off your your brother's wife if you had no offspring. They thought it was ridiculous if this was the case. Then, well, in heaven, if there is a heaven, if there is a resurrection, well, then whose wife would she be? Jesus answers in verse twenty four and said to them, "Are you not therefore mistaken because you do not know the scriptures nor the power of God?" For when they rise from the dead, they neither marry nor are given in marriage, but are like angels in heaven. But concerning the dead, that they rise, have you not read in the book of Moses, in the burning bush passage, how God spoke to him, saying, I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. He is not the God of the dead, but the God of the living. So just a brilliant answer from our Savior. Let's take it piece by piece here. So he says, you are mistaken. You do not know the scriptures or the power of God, which is a powerful thing to say to these Sadducees because they prided themselves in just how well they knew holy scriptures, how well they knew Moses and, and the books of the prophets and the, the Pentateuch. They thought they were very knowledgeable in the holy scriptures, but they did not, by denying the resurrection, they were actually denying the power of God and they were denying the scriptures themselves. Jesus says that when they that when we rise from the dead, we are neither married nor are given in marriage. That means that there is no institution of marriage in heaven. There will be no husbands and wives in heaven. We'll just all be God's people there in heaven. So when it says they are like angels in heaven, it doesn't mean that when we die, we grow wings and we get to be angels in heaven. But rather, it means that we are not 
we are not getting married just like angels are not married. So angels are not married in heaven and neither will God's people be in heaven. And then Jesus makes this, this amazing argument. He says, concerning the dead that they rise, think about Moses. So in the, in the burning bush passage, uh, Moses goes up on Mount Horeb. He's talking to, to God in the burning bush. Um, and God spoke to him and he said, I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Now, if, if uh, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, who, by the way, were all dead at this time, they, they lived 400 some years before Moses was alive. Um, if they were all dead, then God would have to say, I was the God of Abraham. I was the God of Isaac. I was the God of Jacob. But that's not what God says. He says, I am. I am their God. So not as if they, they, I was their God and now they're gone, but I am their God as in they are now in heaven with me and I am still their God as they are in heaven with me. That's what Jesus' point is. He says he is not the God of the dead, but the God of the living. See, if they were dead, then it would I be I was the God of Abraham, but it's not. I'm the God of the living. I am the God of Abraham. So he says to these Sadducees, you are therefore greatly mistaken. So a lot of people in our day and age would deny the resurrection as well. And they're going to uh, the, the, the bodily resurrection of Jesus Christ. There's even Lutheran churches who will say something like, well, Jesus spiritually rose from the dead, but he didn't bodily raise from the dead. Well, if this was the case, then we're denying what Holy Scripture teaches us about who Jesus is and who he now is at sitting at the right hand of God in heaven. So the resurrection is a very important doctrine of Holy Scripture. And Jesus here makes some very vital points for us uh, in front of the Sadducees who denied that resurrection. So don't give up the idea of the resurrection. It's very important, um, and especially, you know, as we consider the most important Sunday of the year, Easter Sunday, how Jesus rose from the dead and assures us that we too will be raised on that great day when he raises all the dead and gives to all of us our perfect, glorious bodies where we'll spend forever with him in heaven. So thanks be to Jesus for this doctrine of the resurrection and continue to, to grow in our faith and understanding of that. Let's pray. Lord, Heavenly Father, we thank you for your son, Jesus Christ, who came to this earth and lived a perfect life for us. During his time here on earth, he was faced with many questions, and yet he perfectly proclaimed your word, the doctrines and truths of God's word that you have left to us in, throughout his earthly life. Help us to study these doctrines, to cling to these doctrines, and remember how important they are to us. Each and every word that you have given to us are words of life leading up into that well, that spring of everlasting life. Uh, bless us as we grow in your word. Bless us as a congregation, as a community here at Emmanuel in Mankato, and give us your saving word as the most important tool in all that we say and do. We pray these, th we pray these things in your saving name. Amen. A uh, number of weekly updates and reminders for you today. Uh, this evening we'll be picking up with our online midweek Bible class. Uh, we're on 1 John chapter 3, verse 17. Uh, this coming weekend we will be having our mission festival service. Pastor Mark Bernthal is going to be coming uh, to do that for us. So that's October 8th and 9th. Services will be at regular times. Um, and rather than any sort of potluck, we're going to simply bring bars and goodies and snacks for Bible class. So please plan on doing that either Saturday evening at 7 p.m. after church or Sunday morning at 9 a.m. before church. Just want to mention that we are studying the book of Romans. We've got uh, study, study journal Bibles uh, that we're handing out to everybody. You get a free uh, journal Bible that you can use uh, on the book of Romans that you can use to take notes and study and grow in. It's been a great study so far. Hope you can join us for that uh, this coming weekend and, and in the future as well. We have a number of events coming up in the next few weeks and months as well. Uh, next week, the Minnesota Citizens Concern for Life Fall Tour will be happening here 
at Emmanuel, uh, Wednesday, October 12th uh, at 7 p.m. Um, then next Saturday, uh, we're looking for new basketball officials. There's going to be a clinic for that uh, Saturday, October 15th. That's from 1 to 3 p.m. So if you ever thought about officiating basketball, you can show up and do that and uh, take that clinic and learn how to do that. Um, coming up the week after that, Saturday, October 22nd, we'll be hosting an outdoor adventure day down at Seven Mile Creek Park. We'll have devotions and games, and it'll be a fun time. Hope you can join us for that. Uh, additionally, the next week, uh, October 27th, which is a Thursday afternoon because there's no school that Friday, uh, Manuel will be hosting a trunk or treat. Uh, you are welcome to uh, get in touch with Rachel Nauman about decorating your own uh, vehicle in the parking lot. Uh, there's going to be live music. There's going to be a uh, mini donut truck. Lots of fun. Hope you can plan on joining us for that. I uh, just want to announce that we are uh, we do want to make sure that we keep things family friendly. No skeletons or ghouls or witches, anything that would uh, detract from the fun atmosphere of uh, that trunk or treat event. And then I want to highlight the Reformation service we'll be having on uh, Sunday, October 30th. That will be in the afternoon at 4 p.m. We are inviting all the area Minnesota churches to join us for that Reformation service, and we'll be having a potluck uh, after that. So please plan on attending and bringing potluck in order to uh, help feed all of our guests. Uh, a couple weeks later after that, November 12th and 13th, we're going to be having a celebration of the 50th anniversary of the rededication of our church sanctuary. Uh, so 50 years ago, the, uh, or in 1971, the church burned to the ground, and it was November 1972 that we were able to get back into the sanctuary. So we are celebrating that rededication um, through our normal worship service, November 12th and 13th, 2022. Uh, our prayer list uh, this week, we pray for on behalf of Tom Jensen. Uh, Tom and his wife Suzanne recently transferred here from the Sleepy Eye congregation. Tom uh, was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer in April. Went through quite a few different stages of chemotherapy to try to treat it uh, and has recently uh, decided to stop treatment and has been placed on hospice care. So keep Tom in our prayers and pray the Lord would uh, be with and bless him uh, during this time and, and commend him into the Lord of all grace and mercy and trust that uh, the Lord will do what's good for Tom. Uh, as far as our daily wisdom, uh, taking a look at uh, Proverbs chapter 10 today, I want to read the first five verses here. Uh, Solomon uh, beginning of chapter 10 in the book of Proverbs, we get kind of a transition to kind of more of those, you know, the one-liners you might be familiar with in Proverbs, where it's just uh, one section or one a few tropes um, with wisdom and knowledge in it. Here the first five verses uh, deal with uh, the idea of a wise son and a foolish son. And in so many ways, Solomon was wise. He received great wisdom from God. But in many ways later on, especially later on in his life, he was a foolish son as well. Um, so let's read about read about this in Proverbs 10, verse 1 through 5. It says, The Proverbs of Solomon, a wise son makes a glad father, but a foolish, foolish son is the grief of his mother. Treasures of wickedness profit nothing, but righteousness delivers from death. The Lord will not allow the righteous soul to famish, but he casts away the desire of the wicked. He who has a slack hand becomes poor, but the hand of the diligent makes rich. He who gathers in summer is a wise son. He who sleeps in harvest is a son who causes shame. So as a as a father, you know, I have I have four children now, and it, it's to me it's been interesting to see when I am proud of my children and when I am when I'm glad of my children and when I, 
I shake my head and I, you know, you get uh, embarrassed by the things that your children do. And as they've grown older, there's certainly been plenty of examples of both. Many times in my heart has been very glad on behalf of my children and other times where their actions, uh, though they can kind of be waved away because of how, how little, little they are, but certainly as we grow older and then as we become teenagers and grow up, there are just many decisions that our children make that are not funny anymore, but quite regrettable and oftentimes very harmful to themselves and to others. Uh, and here the, the Solomon is telling us the foolish son is a grief to his mother. Uh, and then highlights something very important because the reason why it's grief is because the mother uh, loves her son very dearly. If the mother didn't care about the foolishness of their son, well, then she wouldn't be grieving, would she? The reason why, and this is important for you young people who might be listening, the reason why uh, it upsets your parents when you do when you disobey them or you do something foolish or uh, harmful to yourself or to others is not because they don't care about you. For rather, it's quite the opposite. It's because they do love you. They are glad when you are successful and you make wise decisions. But when you are foolish and do things that are harmful, this is grieving to parents, uh, grieving to those who truly love you. And that's where what Solomon says going on. Treasures of wickedness profit nothing. So doing those trying to get treasures of, of wickedness, treasures of sinful lust and the, the flesh, that it's not going to profit you anything, but it's rather righteousness that delivers from death. It is the righteousness of Jesus Christ that, that defeats death once and for all when he comes into our hearts and minds and lives and rules there and then leads us beyond the veil of death into eternal life with him forever. And that's what Solomon means when he says, the Lord will not allow the righteous soul to famish. We have to unpack that a little bit because it's not like souls get hungry. Uh, souls aren't starving to death, but our souls are literally starving for the word of God. And that's what he says. The Lord will not allow the righteous soul to starve. God will speak to us through his word and through his word, uh, he, he works in us and he blesses us and he gives us the strength of, that we need through his righteousness. And then as we now have his righteousness, he tells us how we should act. Verse four says, he who has a poor hand becomes, he who has a slack hand becomes poor, but the hand of the diligent makes rich. So we should be not slack, not lazy, not uh, incompetent, but rather we should be diligent in our work, getting to work on time, doing a good job with the work that we have. This is what God calls us to do. Verse 5, he who gathers in summer is a wise son. Uh, so again, I think of the, the, you know, the, the, the storybook I've been reading with my kids at home about the, the grasshopper who worked all summer long, or no, excuse me, the ant who worked all summer long and the grasshopper who's just lazy. And it's that grasshopper who died in the winter because... Uh, he did not work during the, the harvest time. And that's what it says. He who sleeps and harvests is a son who causes shame. Um, so, dear friends in Christ, let us be sons not just to our parents, but sons and daughters of our Heavenly Father, children of God, who calls on us to work while it is day, uh, to put our hand to the, to the plow and to get to work with all the different things that he has blessed us with, and so make our Father glad to seek that wisdom, that wisdom that begins with the knowledge of the Lord, and to continue to make right decisions according to his will and word for us. Because after all, it is his righteousness that delivers us from death, has done that great thing for us. And so now, let us live for him. Our hymn of the day today is hymn 414 from the Red Hymnal. The man is ever blessed who shuns the sinner's ways. Among the counselors never stands nor takes the scorner's place, but makes the law of God his study and delight amid the labors of the day and watches of the night. He is like a tree shall thrive with waters near the root. Fresh as the leaf, his name shall live. His works are heavenly fruit. Not so the ungodly race. They know such blessings find. Their hopes shall flee like empty chaff before the driving wind. How will they bear to stand before that judgment seat? 
where all the saints at Christ's right hand in full assembly meet. He knows and he approves the way the righteous go, but sinners and their works shall meet a dreadful overthrow. Amen. Thank you for joining us on the Twin Steeples podcast. Once again, Twin Steeples is a production of Emmanuel Evangelical Lutheran Church here in Mankato, Minnesota. For more information about the ongoing activity here, we'd invite you to check out our website, emmanuelmankato.org. Until next time, may God bless and keep you, and may you always remember, Emmanuel, God is with you.